Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Tuesday, January 7th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Oil topped $70 a barrel at one point on Monday, and a leaked letter appeared to suggest the U.S. was pulling troops from Iraq. We'll have the latest on the tensions between Washington and the Middle East. Plus, Donald Trump's former national security advisor says he'll testify in the president's impeachment trial if subpoenaed. And former movie mogul Harvey Weinstein is facing new sexual assault charges out of Los Angeles as his criminal trial in New York gets underway. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. For a minute yesterday, it looked like the United States was preparing to pull troops out of Iraq. Turned out this wasn't the case, but it took the whole afternoon for the Pentagon to clear things up. The miscommunication came just a day after Iraqi lawmakers voted to remove foreign forces from the country, a move that was triggered when the U.S. killed Iranian General Qasem Soleimani in Baghdad last week. The FT's Katrina Manson explains what happened. What happened was the commanding general of troops in Iraq sent a letter a draft around saying effectively that the U.S. was preparing to pull out of Iraq, which is, of course, tremendous news if it does so, because the U.S. is doing everything it can do, as far as we know, to stay in Iraq at the moment. After the Iraqi parliament voted for U.S. troops to leave in the wake of tit-for-tat escalatory actions between Iran and the U.S. that are all happening on sovereign Iraqi soil at the moment. U.S. allies have been scrambling to understand what's going on. I can tell you a lot of journalists have rung a lot of telephone numbers the past few hours. It turns out it was a mistake, this letter. So it is a true letter. It was a draft. But the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Mark Milley, who's the top U.S. military commander in the country, said that it should not have been released. It was poorly worded. It implies withdrawal. And that is not what's happening. So, Katrina, is there any indication of where things stand between the U.S. and Iran in terms of any escalation of the already intense situation? Well, I think you have to be ready for anything. I know that people are looking out on a variety of planes. The most significant would be any military escalation from Iran. The U.S. has quite brazenly counted that out in public, at least, because they think their own action was so significant that Iran is effectively too scared. On the diplomatic front, things are very significant because America's allies have been caught off guard by its actions to strike Soleimani and again have been let down by Iran's decision to stop upholding some key components of the nuclear deal that is supposed to limit its ability to develop a nuclear weapon. The Iranians have relied on European support and it's much harder for the Europeans to offer that support if Iran isn't going to abide by the deal. And really people are looking for breakthroughs and the buzzword of the week is de-escalation and people use it in different ways depending on which side they're on. But it's really about making sure that a regional war doesn't kick off. It was the prospect of regional conflict that sent oil prices to highs not seen in three months. On Monday, Brent crude climbed as high as $70.74 a barrel. It was the first time oil crossed the $70 threshold since September. But it did end the day at $68 and change. The FT's Gregory Meyer has more. Iran is obviously a major oil producer in the Middle East, although its production has been hobbled by U.S. sanctions. But it's also highly influential elsewhere in the Middle East, including in Iraq, and is a longtime rival of Saudi Arabia. Iran's pledge of retaliation, many analysts speculated, could include 
potentially attacks on oil facilities in countries outside Iran, which obviously could have have an effect of reducing supply. So, Greg, can we expect prices to stay up? Forecasting oil prices is a very dangerous business, as even professional traders will tell you. I think the price rise we've seen in the past couple of days is actually fairly modest. $70 is a round number. It's gotten people's attention. But it was over $100 several years ago. And the attack in Saudi Arabia late last year, which hit a critical piece of Saudi's infrastructure, drove up prices considerably higher, and then they came off. So at this point, the oil market is reacting to the potential retaliation and the uncertainty over what retaliation, if any, might take place. It's not reacting to an actual reduction in supply. At the same time, in spite of the sanctions on Iran, the OPEC cartel has a considerable amount of spare capacity that it could trickle into the market if the world market needs it. And um, as we've seen repeatedly over the last several years, higher oil prices tend to trigger more drilling in the U.S., which is now the world's largest oil-producing country. It might be an interesting test case if that does happen in the U.S., because U.S. producers are now facing much greater financial constraints than they did in years past. While tensions remain high in the Middle East, Back in Washington, lawmakers are gearing up for a presidential impeachment trial. And now Donald Trump's former national security advisor, John Bolton, says he's willing to testify if subpoenaed. This touches on one of the key issues facing senators even before the trial starts. Democrats in the House of Representatives want witnesses to be able to testify. But high-ranking Republican senators have mostly balked at the idea. Democratic House Speaker Nancy Pelosi has so far refused to send over the articles of impeachment to the Senate as a way to pressure Republicans to call for witnesses. The trial can't start until she sends those articles over. Mr. Bolton did not testify before the House during its impeachment inquiry last year. He left the White House in early September, and his exit came shortly before details became public that President Trump tried to force Ukraine to announce an investigation into political rival Joe Biden all in exchange for military aid and an invite to the White House for the country's president. A witness in the House investigation said Mr. Bolton referred to the matter as a drug deal. But according to the Senate math, Democrats need four Republican senators to break with the president in order to win a majority in favor of ordering Mr. Bolton to testify. And Harvey Weinstein is facing new charges just as he prepares for the start of a criminal trial in Manhattan. Over in California, Los Angeles County prosecutors announced that they would be charging Mr. Weinstein with raping one woman and sexually assaulting another in 2013. Prosecutors say that Mr. Weinstein faces up to 28 years in prison if convicted in this case. They're looking to set his bail at $5 million. Allegations started trickling in about Mr. Weinstein in 2017, which sparked the Me Too movement. Mr. Weinstein was released on a million-dollar bail after his arrest in New York in May 2018. He's pleaded not guilty. Jury selection in this case is expected to start today. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Hi, this is Matt. And Sean. From Two Black Guys. With good credit. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation... 
partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024. Here at Bellingcat, we get to the bottom of things. From a global crisis to an underreported event, we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources, uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface. We connect the dots using social media posts, satellite images, and public records, and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it. The ability to do so is only made possible by our readers, supporters, and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at bellingcat.com.